Hey, what are you doing? I'm sitting in traffic. Uh, are you in the city or do you escape? I, I have slightly escaped the city. I am in Lockhart, Texas, uh, headed, unfortunately, back to the city. Uh-oh. Why didn't you go towards the processing plant? Or is that uh, where you just been, came from? I, I've been in Luling. Uh, I've been at the processing plant. My, my job for the day is, is done there. <laughs> How's that going along? You made a big uh, post today. I did. It is... Uh, it is it is moving along. Uh, I'm a little bit irritated with this lovely supply chain in the United States right now that's unneeded. But, uh, uh, you know, miscellaneous parts that we need. Um, we're having to wait, you know, 10 days for no damn reason. But other than that, life is good. Well, it's been uh, over a two-year freaking thing going on, Cole. <laughs> Only 18 months. What's well, 10 days? Shit, man! I can't even remember the last time you told the first time you told me that you were doing the processing plant, and there wasn't you had the dirt, and and you had about a year a year's worth of frustration, is what you were no. you were up against at that time, man. I have. You got to be happy, man. You got to be. I mean, you got to be feeling good, right? I think now it's uh, it's it, it's frustration because of of anxiety. I, I'm ready to open. Yeah. We're at the finish line, and I'm a very impatient person. Well, hell, you're ready to be a freaking cattleman again, right? I mean, seriously? Right. Um, I, what I was thinking, because that's what you told me a long time ago. You said, because, you know, you you where, where you came from and everything. And I thought it was fascinating as far as when I started looking at the genetic side of things that you guys were pulling off. Do you miss that shit as far as being around that every day? Oh, I'm absolutely ready to uh, get back to doing what I do best. Right. Uh, I, and what I love the most, and that's, that, that's just focusing on production and raising our cattle. Uh, I'm still the one who handles most all of it. Um, I'm just not getting to spend near as much time. I'm checking cows with a spotlight on a on a feed truck at, at night and uh, making do for the time being. Yeah, well, it's going to be fun whenever we get this open and you can, you can, uh, you know, I was talking to Jason the other day. He said he talked to you today. Did you talk to him? Yes. Yeah, we talked. I, I try to make it regular. It hadn't been as much lately because I think we've both been busy, but, well, you know, it's, it's nice getting to hear a difference of opinion because one thing, you know, when you're growing up in this, it, there are times where you kind of sort of can get a little bit close-minded in, in the way in which you do stuff. And I love talking to a first-generation rancher because I hear a whole different aspect than what I grew up listening to. And and aside from that, geographically, we are different uh, as far as is what we what our challenges are with climate, rain, and 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 crop. But in a lot of ways, we are still the same, and, and I love getting to visit with Jason because uh, we, we seem to just feed off each other and figure out ways to, to jump over the different hurdles each of us are, are challenged with. Well, and it's good. I mean, people don't know. Somebody was telling me the other day after they heard that uh, recording I did with uh, Jason, and they said, holy shit we don't have a clue what's really going on here, do we? And I was like, well, you don't have to be dramatic about it, but 
guess what? You don't have a clue what these guys go through every day. And I try to keep up with your ass. I think about it every day. I sit here, I say, okay, what's cold right now? I know where the ranch is. I know where Luling is. I know where, you know, you know, all the spots here, checking, you know, grass, everything. It's like, and you're in Austin, south of Austin in that damn traffic. <laughs> so it's fascinating. How are you feeling, man? Because last week you were pretty worn out. Uh I am headed to meet a guy about a new lease place and we're trying to figure out a time that can meet and he said, Well when can you? I said, dude, I am easy going. I just got one thing I want to do and he said, What's that? I said, Get to bed before eleven o'clock. For <laughs> once. Uh, I would value because I gotta leave at three thirty in the morning anyway. So I'm like, if I can get to bed before before eleven, I'm gonna be ecstatic. That's all I want today. I'm worn out, but you know, every time I feel like I get worn down, worn out, I, I, I find some other fire to light me. And it's funny you say that. So we did, as you said, we, we did kind of announce some things on Twitter today. And uh, for your listeners, excuse my language here, but some jackass made a comment about uh, wannabe cowboys, huh? and put a question mark and normally I'm not I'm good at at ignoring some of that but that one got under my skin a little bit and I typed about 10 different ways in which uh, I wanted to respond and my first one was walk a mile in my shoes maybe followed by an explicitive but I decided that wasn't the best method my second one was a meme that said real cowboys don't squat with their spurs on (laughs) <laughs> and then I figured, you know what, I'm I'm just not going to argue with the guy. But uh, you know, I, I a lot of folks don't can't really grasp the understanding of, of a lot of the things that your American rancher in the can really have to deal with every day, and it can be a little overwhelming. And we get a little bit damn prideful about it. Um, because it does. We, we give our heart and soul into every single ounce of every day to, to try to survive and stay successful. Well, and that's a good, that's a good point, Cole, because what I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the tolerance of not being able to speak your mind and to be proud of what the hell you do. And that's what's been going on for a little too long, and that's why everybody's a little bit, you know, a little weak need these days, and a lot of people feel pretty bold and shit. So I tell everybody all the time, it's like, you want to step up on me or another person that really is kind of grew up like a cowboy, just go ahead. But it never happens, but, you know, it does get pretty old and shit because you got different types of cowboys and all that kind of stuff. But whenever you get to the, the, the soul of the matter, people don't know shit. And, and, and that's not being a, a smart ass, maybe a little bit, but people really don't. And it's time for us to kind of make that statement and, you know, proof of work, right? I mean, that's what you do every day. So, I mean, you're the one that's opening up the processing plant that you don't have to answer to anybody now. So I think that's pretty cowboy. <laughs> no, it, it, it was. It was. Uh, I think I took the comment just a little bit, maybe a little too far in my own mind, because uh, you know my day right now starts about five thirty every morning. I check yearlings that we've been weaning off cows. From there, I head straight to a meat to our meat shop. And a lot of folks that buy meat from us don't understand that you know I'm a two person operation. So I go from 
from doing that upturned meat shop, we print orders, we package, we're shipping, we service restaurants. I have to, you know, give delivery routes for where all we have to go for that day and make sure they get back so we're shipping every single day. I, uh, I left our meat shop at 10 o'clock. I came to Luling. I had to meet subs here. In the meantime, I had to, uh, while driving, I'm, I'm trying to uh, look at some positions uh, that I can take to hedge some cattle that I have. And so, you know, I'm talking with some brokers to understand how to do that. Uh, not understand how to do it, understand what the best position is. Yeah. Uh, you know how to do check, it. Check my asset. Uh, I then jump in and, and I swap off my clothes. I throw a coat on and went and met uh, with some uh, bank clients in downtown Austin. And uh, then I turned around, drove right back to Luling to deal with a few things. And uh, now I'm headed to go look at another lease place. And at the same time, I still got cattle to, to tend to. And uh, it can be pretty stressful. You know, we, I play, you know, every day I'm, I'm, I'm veterinarian because we, thank goodness, got a bunch of rain, but now we're battling some hoof rot. Uh, with some of our cows so um, I also have to be a tactical expert because at some of my places we don't have the easiest set of pens to get our cows called into so I got to be a pretty good shot and I can I can uh, dart uh, our cows in these high wooded areas with the medicine they need to get over foot rot right um, and so it it is a it is a <laughs> lot more than what meets the eye and the physical labor that, that comes with it. And I'm not asking, and I would never ask for uh, sympathy or for any listener to be like, oh man, poor pitiful them. I just hope people can learn to value and respect uh, the true proof of work that has to go in being a rancher every day. Yeah, just the respect the value for value of it, and that's it. And to basically, if you're gonna come with questions or scrutiny, to be educated and a lot of times people aren't educated anymore you know they're spoon-fed information that is so you know controlled and centralized that they really never get to the source of the seed of really the reality of certain industries especially these days around food and you know re-educating is what we're doing in the beef initiative in so many different ways it's just you know the market access that's the, the most exciting thing that has happened in this last year is you being able to create that new market access. The other diet in Austin, you talked about, hey, you know, we talked about your protocol. We talked how to finish off cows and we talked about the regenerative, you know, side of things and the variations. You said you have some more people contacting you now from, from the ranching industry, you know, state of Texas, of course, but we got people coming in that want to go through the processing center, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I use all forms of social media to try to engage and attract new customers and also, you know, in the meat, new customers for our meat company. But now I'm trying to attract talent for our processing plant and new customers to come uh, allow us to, uh, to fabricate uh, and harvest their animal for them. And what's crazy is how quickly we got flooded within three days. I mean, we had almost 60 something people trying to book harvest states, which absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. I, I knew it'd be probably pretty high, but I didn't know it'd be that high. 
that one took me off guard. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was uh, uh, very humble, very appreciative. And uh, I know there's a need because I'm in the industry, but I didn't realize how strong and how far people were contacting us. I mean, we had people that were 120, 150 miles away. Wow. Well, it's just, I mean, it just goes to show you the bottleneck the processing is. And so, I mean, we're on right in the right track. I mean, it couldn't be come at a better time right now anyways. So, I mean, you, you and I talked about this in November, and you said you said it out loud. You said 2022 is going to be the perfect storm for us to pull this off. Well, you kind of called it. Here we are in uh, September. So, <laughs> going into That's, fall, you know, and the orders are picking up. Yeah, it has been. I mean, the orders have gone through the, through the roof, through the beef initiative. And, uh, you know, the Bitcoin community has been so, so supportive. And, and I hate having an email here and there and say, hey, guys, I apologize. Our processor can't keep up. And I think what a lot of folks don't understand either is, you know, I am fortunate I have processing dates each week and I'm able to kill significant amounts of it. But I'm challenged now because uh, of supply chain with our processing plant, we're, we're, we should have already been open three months ago. And so I'm struggling keeping up with kill dates with our uh, continued growth. Uh, not that we don't have the cattle to support it and not that I wouldn't have it cut to support it. Um, we just had some challenges uh, making sure that they can get our cattle uh, harvested and, and fully fabricated in time. But uh, we deal with it each week, and we're getting more and more caught up every day. Well, and I <laughs> I asked you, is there, are you ready? You know, I told you I was going to go on a couple of podcasts and ask you if you're ready for the volume to go up. And I think that you uh, kind of proved it, that we're ready to go. And it's time to, uh, it's time to unleash the hound. <laughs> Part of that is, is what drives me as a person. Everybody, you know, every person in the world has different intrinsic motivation that makes them get out of bed each morning. Mine is, and it has always been, I'm hyper competitive. And I love for someone to give me a big challenge or tell me there's something I can't do. And I'm hell bent to prove you wrong. So when you said, are you ready? Absolutely. What does ready mean, uh, Slim? <laughs> well, we're going to, you know, and, and we set a standard uh, of what we wanted to do. And, well, hell, we surpassed that, I think, within a week. Yep. And uh, I'm like, all right, give me something harder. And uh, <laughs> you've done just that with us. And we, uh, I keep, it makes me get out of bed every morning. Funny, quick story. Same thing when we were getting ready for a USDA inspection, our guy, uh, our uh, inspector in charge came out about five weeks ago and looked at the plant, did our initial walkthrough, and he said, "When are you going to be done?" And I said, "Sir, we're going we're going to shoot to try to open at the end of September." And he said, "That's ambitious, but I, it looks like you're about six months away." <laughs> and when he came last week to do a walkthrough, uh, right when he walked up. And we shook hands. I said, challenge was accepted. And he just laughed. Wow. <laughs> and you didn't I'm boast or anything. Yeah, you didn't boast or anything. I mean, seriously, you didn't. You're about the most humble dude I know. That's pretty fun, though. <laughs> and uh, I love to outdo expectations. Well, I was. it was funny. You and I talked yesterday. I think both of our minds were tired yesterday. 
But anyways, uh, I went by and checked on my dad last night and, uh, and everything. I go by and talk to him a little bit, tell him an update here and there. And I said, yeah, fuck it. I said, I'm just going to start competing with Cole. And, you know, he got kind of nervous there for a second. <laughs> He thought something was wrong and shit. I said, "No, that's just Cole, how Cole works. He just needs he, he needs a challenge, and and he's not being challenged enough. So we're gonna have some cowboy fun, and I'm gonna start competing with his ass. So challenge accepted. <laughs> but he was. He's nervous, man. He likes you a lot, man. He wants to meet you. So you know, a lot of most most people do like you. So." You're, I appreciate uh, everything you've done so far. I know how hard it's been. That's for sure. Uh, hard, I not hard like labor. I'm talking about hard with all the bullshit that you have to go through to do what you've done. Yeah, it's got quite a, quite a bit of challenges. Um, it's been an expensive education. <laughs> I've said that a million times, and I reiterate it for those that want to jump in. Uh, I can tell you jump in, the water's great, but I will tell you, it has, it can get pretty expensive when you learn, um, but it's, it's been good. I've, I've become a much better person because of it. Yeah. Well, this year's been fascinating and we haven't even started yet, but one thing that, <laughs> now let's get to some fun talk. You know, I've been pushing this shit on you for all year about the end of the year celebration, right? And, and so November 5th, we're locked in, right? Or are we locked in? Is it, or can we confirm this? And I'll shut up if I can't. We'll, we'll hold on. Oh, yeah. November 5th, we're going to have a Texas-style shindig. So I know we had the event in Kerrville, and everybody left. We had like 25 pounds of beef left over, and they were real happy. And if you thought that was big, you think a Brazilian steakhouse you've been to uh, can be overbearing, just wait until our event November 5th. Uh, you are going to experience almost every single part of the cow, and I challenge one person to leave there and say they were hungry. It's not going to happen. I mean, it, it's not. And what did we decide on the name? We, we have two names. What did we decide? It was... Uh, the long, not the long one, but the short one. You know, I think the short one, plain and simple, is going to be the kill it and grill it. Fair enough. <laughs> the do we do we um, do cattlemen's kill it and grill it, or just kill it? And cattlemen's kill, cattlemen's kill it and grill it. Done. Uh, I like it. I like we're it. We're going to let people see the process and get to get a a, a, a metaphorical and a realistic taste of the process. Exactly. So what we're going to do, we're going to uh, do a tour of Hometown Meats, the processing center that will be open by then and free-flowing, full of beef. So we'll do that, and then we'll have a ranch tour. Do you want to talk about the ranch tour? Yeah. So my partner in the processing plan is Mr. Clyde Summerlotti, owner of Two Bar Sea Cattle. He's been a huge proponent in, uh, in my success because he, basically helped me get the best genetics I could in the Angus industry and he and I have been raising cattle together for several years now and what we're going to do uh, his ranch is in Luling it is right down the road from our processing plant and really he he built the foundation of KNC cattle I mean, 
my offspring, uh, the cattle that customers get to eat every day are both a mixture of mine and his. Uh, we set a standard for protocols of bloodlines. Everything that we're wanting to, you know, we wanted to bring to the market, we've done together. And we're going to let people uh, see his ranch. He has a, uh, a breeding cell and uh, that'll be about three weeks later. And so we're going to have this event in his cell barn. And I will tell you, you got to see it, Slim. Yeah. That cell barn is nicer than some rich people's homes. I mean, it is awesome. Well, uh, man, it's it, quite, quite a place. It, it, I, and just to, not to interrupt, but that place, you know, a lot of people have never been in a cell barn, one. And whenever you're in a cell barn and you have livestock in a cell barn, it's just a fascinating experience. But this type of cell barn, I mean, it is. It's top notch. I, that's going to be This fun. type of cell barn will ruin you. I grew up going to all the local auctions. Right. Um, and, and they all have their unique character that goes with them. They're all a little rough. They smell like a mixture of cow shit, Copenhagen, and maybe old Budweiser. And uh, <laughs> you won't get that experience at this one. Um, it, it is truly state-of-the-art. So for anyone listening that goes to uh, comes to this and then wants to go check out their local auction, there's going to be a little bit of disappointment when you go to the local auction barn. Well, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, especially with what we're going to do because those dang walls open up and it looks out over the ranch. And it's just it's like, gorgeous. I mean, it's amazing. And how, how fun is that? Because it's going to be like, it's just going to be a damn celebration. I mean... All of it. I mean, people are going to basically. I, I've told everybody from the very beginning, Cole. I said this is an international lifestyle that people just haven't figured out yet, and this is part of it. It's about knowing where your damn food comes from and doing it with style. Now, I mean, I think we're setting a standard here that a lot of people are going to want to be a part of. It is. You know, I was told a long time ago, and I've always believed this. I'm not nowhere near the smartest you know, the smartest person in the room. Successful people surround themselves by people smarter than they are. And I was really blessed with, you know, to, to come up with a partner that has a whole just book of wisdom, of knowledge, of experience. Uh, and as you'll see when you tour his ranch, that attention to detail carried over in our design for the processing plan. And it is just an awesome awesome part for sure well you know i met clyde and we talked and i shook his hand and everything and you know and to reiterate what you said you know when you walk up on somebody and you shake their hand and you look at them in the eyes and you have a conversation with them and the man is he's eloquent he's sophisticated and he's he's extremely intelligent but he's very humble and you would never even know the types of successes that he might have or he hasn't had but what you do know is that he's full of wisdom that's for damn sure yes sir i love it and so we're going to make that an annual event because this year what we're going to we're going to and i said this from the beginning and it came from you it came from jason it came from justin it came from all the ranchers that came through the beef initiative one of the biggest things y'all said in the very beginning was this is about health this is about living healthier by eating our beef it's basically you know the vertical integration from the soil to the cow or to the the soil to the grass to the cow to the producer to the processor to the supply chain to the fork everybody every bit of that is you right now 
that's everybody that's Justin and, and Jason and all the uh, everybody that's come through the, the beef initiative, but especially right now you. You are in control of that. And I believe it was you and Jason said it on the same damn day. You said the vertical integration from the soil to the fork is the vertical integration back to the American health, basically. It's the Great American Health Initiative that should be led and championed by the Great American Rancher. And so that's how we're gonna look at this. And that is the celebration because it is so true. I cannot tell you how many people have written me now and they've sent stuff to me in the mail. They've called me, they've texted me and they said beyond anything, beyond just the beef, but how their lives have changed, how their health is changing, how they're getting out of health issues, how they're losing weight, whatever their their intention is, they're having it. And, and you told you called me one night after uh, the, the event in Austin, the Bitblock boom, and you said you had some people texting you and you could tell their sincerity of, of basically how their lives were changing. And it kind of took you back a little bit. Uh, you know, I did. I, you know, I had, I had someone uh, was super nice, came up and was like, man, thank you so much for what you're doing. You changed my life. I can't really relate to that because I don't see what I do every day as life changing. I see it as I get up, I take care of cattle, I try to provide beef, and I try to give the best customer service experience and education experience that you can possibly have. Um, that's my goal. That's all I want to do every day. I want to be humble. I want to be personable with people, and I want to treat everyone as equal. And, and it, it, it really took my breath away because uh, one, I, I appreciate hearing it, but two, I can't take credit for that. I haven't done all the legwork that a lot of these doctors have done in studying and understanding the benefits of, of eating uh, pasture-raised beef. I haven't uh, worked, you know, with with dietitians that have realized how you can blend this back in in your health. And quite frankly, you know. Uh, I don't get to interact with a lot of these people all day, every day. I got to meet people at that event that have been buying beef from us for several months. And so that really took me off guard because I, I didn't even know I was really could impact them without being in front of them every day. And that was a pretty awesome experience. Well, I, it's just natural. You know, that's what's so cool about it. It just happens natural. It's not, I always tell everybody, you know, this isn't a marketing plan, what we're doing. Once again, this is a lifestyle and you don't have to try to do it. You know, all of your kind of preconceived notions that might hold you back, they get eliminated pretty damn fast. And that's why it's just a good place to start, man. Just get back to the source of the seed of where we get, you know, our energy and our empowerment. And that's all you got to worry about. So, yes, um, hey, <laughs> I always promise everybody that we're kind of going to bullshit a little bit. So I always like to project things. You know the Cavenders, right? That's where you grew oh, up, yeah. East Texas, right? They got a couple of ranches. Yes, sir. You think we are we ever going to get on one of those ranches? Oh, yeah. I make phone call. Okay. Uh, I used to go to their cell every year. They're one of the ranch managers I've known my entire life. Other ranch manager I know him. Uh, oh yeah, we can make that happen. Oh, I think we, yeah. Well, I'm sitting in the damn parking lot here in Amarillo. Do you need me to bring you anything from Cavenders from Amarillo next time I come to Austin? You need a rope? Uh, <laughs> uh, I got plenty of ropes. Uh, it's funny. Uh, 
one of the goofy things when I was a little kid, I actually did a commercial cabinet. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I don't know why in the heck they want my ugly face on a on a commercial, but I damn sure got to do. Well, maybe they felt sorry for you or something. I don't know. That's kind of what I thought. They were looking for the that sympathy buyer. It is. And, uh, uh, bless his little I, heart. Maybe it worked because they've been hyper successful. That's for sure. So, all right, let's talk about roping then. Uh, you got plenty of ropes. Where do you get your ropes from, anyways? They send them to you? Um, I have a great partnership with Lone Star Ropes in Buffalo, Texas. No shit. Uh, I do. They have been uh, phenomenal. They they send me some of the best ropes that you, that, that you can find on the market. And uh, their team is, is top of the line. They, they really, really focus on making ropes that are better for you know every single challenge whether it's weather wind uh, i can go through all those details and go on forever but yes sir i got a great rope company and great relationship with them they've been phenomenal occasionally they they help me get to the pay window yeah so what what are you doing this year you're you're going somewhere aren't you you're going to start roping again a little bit when <laughs> yes, you can sir. what are you doing uh-huh. Oh, you know, I can rope a little bit, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to watch me and make fun of me just a little bit, okay? Oh, I can do that. Okay, that, that, that I'll give you. <laughs> but, but if you make fun of me, you're gonna have to give me some tips because it's been about a yes, decade. Sir. All right. Oh, I can I can do that. Hell, you can't be any worse. Uh, you know, <laughs> I I had to teach a good friend of mine the other day how to tie a damn knot. So. Uh, okay. Well, I don't feel so bad then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've. I, I haven't been able to compete as much as I wanted to this year. I've gone to some big ropings. Uh, I went to the Bob Feist Invitational uh, in Oklahoma uh, back in, I don't remember if it's, I think it's in March. And that's kind of the ultimate of all. Yeah. Uh, in the team roping world, it's, it's one of the, the most prestigious ropings you go to. Uh, and uh, I am going to Vegas. Uh, I'll start go to Wickenburg in November and it's pretty crazy for like 12, 14 days straight a little bitty town just north of Phoenix about 50 miles called Wickenburg I don't know their exact population I want to say it's like 1500 people but for 14 days they'll get like 15,000 20,000 people come in to that, that little town and it's a it's a rope in paradise. So we camp out at a, a friend of my wife's. Uh, he's a horse trainer there. We stay at his ranch. I ride my horse every day to whichever arena I want to go compete at. You can compete for all different types of money. You know, you can go to high stakes ropings, rope for fifty to eighty thousand dollars, just a matter of how much you want to put up. And, uh, and then from there, we'll go to the World Series of Team Roping Finale at the South Point, Las Vegas. It's during the same time as the National Finals Rodeo, and it's the biggest roping we can go to in the world. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward. It's my vacation. So. Yeah. What's the dates on that, Cole? Uh, I think the World Series starts like December. Finale starts that's Sunday. I want to say it's the 4th or 5th of December. Well, you know where you got to be on the 10th. So that's going to be in and out. Yes, sir. 
That's going to be at the U.S. Cattlemen's Association National Convention in Nashville, Tennessee, on December 10th. That's exactly right. And it's going to be. I got to go ahead. What? Are, yeah. How are you going to get there? What are we going to do? Are you going to fly from Arizona? I don't think so. We're going to go to Arizona. We'll leave uh, two days before Thanksgiving, um, and we'll drive straight. Yeah. It's about a twenty-hour drive. We usually, we usually split it up. We stop in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and then from there it's like six hours to Wickenburg. Right. So, um, no, I think what I'm going to have to do is probably drive back from Vegas. It's like 22 hours. I'll probably drive it straight, sleep on the airplane. There you go. Sounds like a plan. Well, if you need to fly out of Vegas or something and, and uh, – Basically, you could fly out of Vegas and fly back to Vegas. <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. Uh, you know, the more I can stay away from Vegas, the better. Um, <laughs> That's probably right. <laughs> I've learned my lessons many times. So, uh, well, I mean, when I leave, I don't want to go back. I hear you. I, I, the only time you should go there is the rope anyway. So, you know, you t- you've had your time. So <laughs> that's fine. Right. But hey, we're going to go to the, we're going to go to Nashville December 10th. And, uh, you know, it's going to be at the U.S. Cattlemen's Association National Convention, like I said. That's pretty, pretty cool that you, Jason, me, Marty Bent, Matt O'Dell, uh, get to be on a panel there. And what we get to do is we get to basically show and tell everybody what we're doing. And that's kind of, it's a bold move. But, you know, I think that all of us are comfortable to go up there and really kind of talk about kind of how we've integrated a little bit into Bitcoin as far as being a good tool to use and to leverage and to pay attention to for the future. But one thing about it is basically creating uh, market access for a lot of people who want to know and how to basically, you know, get access to the beef that you're raising. So. You know, there's a lot of things that go into the education and into the protocols of everything. So I think it's kind of a big deal. How do you feel about it? I think it's a great opportunity to get to talk to other producers. You know, as with what we've tried to do all along, this isn't a, a, a shove information down someone's throat type venture. No. Um, what we want to do is, is explain a a different type, not necessarily a different type, but explain that we have, you know, market access for other producers to be able to go direct to consumer and no longer have to have to give up their profits so much earlier in the process, you know, selling a calf at 500 and 700 pounds. Um, and most rancher producers do it because they don't want the headache or they don't know how to sell it. And it is, it is hard. It sounds really easy, like, oh, you just got to find 10 people to buy 10 calves. Finding 10 people is the hard part. Uh, and especially as the economy continues to get harder. But, you know, that being able to go up there and, and tell show people a different point of view uh, of how we're looking at the industry and how you can uh, leverage that back with Bitcoin as well, um, I think it's going to be a cool experience. And for those that aren't interested in Bitcoin or think we're absolutely nuts, if anything, maybe they'll just take something out of what we have to say. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah, it's just like, it's just sharing information. It's just communicating in these times, you know, during these times of a lot of different ways of prohibition against, you know, business, against the ranching and heritage culture that we come from. 
you know, this is just communications and education. And that's what everybody, you know, I always tell everybody, this is a big collaboration. Just, you know, join in with us because everybody's invited. And, and people, you know, to turn off all the distractions out there and pay attention in the innovation that we're doing because it's far more fascinating. And to me, it's a hell of a lot more rewarding, that's for sure. So I'm very thankful Gosh. for that. So, well, hey, we've been we've been bumping gums for a while now. Uh, we don't like to bore people too much. But <laughs> we like I said, we get to bullshit a little bit. So I'm not going to pry it out of you. But have you ever <laughs> – and I'm going to let you kind of lead out of uh, – what I what I plan out here, and I project a little bit, and, I, and you get to you gotta finish it like you want, okay? And you, right. you can uh, have you ever lately? Have you ever uh, gotten out of bed about three o'clock in the morning and uh, had to go deal with some loose cows? Too damn often. I don't want it to happen again. Know what you're referring to? Yes. <laughs> Did have a bunch of daggum cattle get out on the highway because. Some uh, person with that doesn't work for me or represent me uh, happened to leave a gate open that was on our property. And yes, uh, we had about 200 head of cattle get loose in Austin. And I tell you what, we put on quite a show for folks. They were shutting the damn roads down. And I had people, I, I was watching, just kind of laughing. My wife and I are on horseback. I'm roping a big yearling <laughs> right in the middle of a huge, huge, heavily traveled highway. The sheriff has the road shut down. People are outside videoing. I mean, just just salivating because they never seen crap like this. We had to do it for three damn days. <laughs> and uh, and it, it, it kind of sucked, but I did get to experience something. Uh, uh, quite a few experiences. We'll just keep sharing some of those fun stories as time goes. But, um, <laughs> well, you know what? There is a happy ending here, and it's actually a fascinating injury, uh, ending. <laughs> and I'm not—I've been tempted so many times to let you know, but man, I've got it all recorded. I know exactly what happened <laughs> from that conversation. So people are going to be—they're going to want to hear this, and so we'll just make it kind of a chapter thing. This was the introduction. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you can peel me like an onion. I'll give right. you a little bit each time. Because I know it's, it, 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 you know, it has to do with, basically, it does have to do with reputations. It has to do with, you know, security on one thing. It really does. And, you know, it law does. enforcement, uh, respect, uh, lawsuits, uh, neighborhood gardens with flowers. I mean, the plot's <laughs> going to get pretty damn thick here. And uh, I'll, put it, I'll put it this way. This will be a good teaser, but... I can say that a bunch of Californians <laughs> had exposure to Texas culture that they probably did not expect. Um, <laughs> um, well, we're going to, we're going to uh, as we unfold this onion, as you say, what is going to be interesting is, is kind of how big it does actually get. Because we love to create a, a good story in Texas, and I sure as hell can tell a story. <laughs> I understand. So we're going to have fun with it. But uh, and it's worth waiting for, and it's worth the tune in for, huh? So fair enough. Well, Cole, thank yes, you so much for being a friend. Thank you so much for being the number one supplier of beef through the Beef Initiative. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of good things coming up. What are you going to do this weekend? It's Friday. 
Uh, as I said, I'm headed to go look at another lease place, and uh, then I got to go home, take care of horses and all that good stuff. I'm headed to a team roping down in Edna, Texas tomorrow. Oh, awesome! It's the last last big one I'll go to before uh, Arizona and Vegas. So my partner and I are trying to get teamed up, hopefully win a bunch of money and. Uh, Sunday, get up, go to church, and then I'm going to be back at the processing plant and at the ranch trying to get orders ready to ship out on Monday. Sounds good. You got a lot of orders coming your way, I guarantee it, because I'm going to make sure of it. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to keep keep sending it all over the country. Well, I'm going to keep you up to date what's going on because I'm going to go to, I'm heading off towards Nashville on Sunday, and then I will get there Monday night. I'm driving from the panhandle of texas and so i'm going to go meet those guys in uh tennessee and get that tennessee beef initiative and kind of educate them on everything we've been doing here in texas and then Heck i get to yes. then i get to drive from nashville all the way down to georgia and have our third conference and so well, i'm sorry I'm... you don't get to go but uh jason's actually gonna end up getting to go we'll uh we'll definitely be reporting back to you though it's gonna be a damn good time Well, I can't tell you how excited I am for y'all. I wish I could join, but I got to get this plan open. I can't wait to hear all the stories, and I hope the conference is a huge, huge, huge success. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm going to do a good uh, good job of it, and uh, we got November 5th. And so uh, let's go ahead. We'll tell everybody we'll launch those tickets a week from this Sunday. How's that? That's right after the conference is done in Georgia, so we don't miss a step. And we'll just go ahead, and everybody can get their tickets to Luling, Texas, for the Cattleman's Kill It and Grill It. So Look forward to seeing everybody there. All right, Cole, I'm going to tell everybody to, that we're podcasting 2.0 right now. Stack sats, boost, listen in, share, let's go, join the Beef Initiative. It's international lifestyle. It's market access. It's all happening right now in the heart of Texas. Cole, thank you so much. We'll be talking to you soon. Everybody else, peace. Love you guys. Take care. See you later.